If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, folks. Uh, I did not time that out as well at all um, in terms of the intro. I didn't even have the screen up, so now we're going to go. Uh, it is the countdown to March Madness number five. And what is it? It's championship week. That's so Conference tournaments. It messes me up every time. But Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's championship week. I don't know if you knew that, but it is. And it is one of the greatest weeks of all time. As I tweeted last every night, year. that. Yep. Uh, so, you know, hey, we got 27 automatic bids to be handed out this week, I think, is the number, right? Because there's already four that are in. So. Sounds correct. Yes. You got two tonight that are coming up. We'll talk about those later. That is actually, uh, you know, very interesting games because we didn't really pick these conferences very well for these two that are tonight. We'll see if we can get better with the ones we're going to pick today. But I'm glad that our show started at the exact same time as the drive to march madness show on uh cbs sports network i'm sure we'll get better ratings but sure. it'll be a close one um sure. for sure uh so you know there's a lot of things to go through here uh, this is gonna be a long episode as these traditionally are and you know the fact that we're actually gonna have a tournament helps the fact that we can talk about these things um but you know let's just get this comment out of the way um oh man where are we got comments coming early with this s Great week in and great year in a Big Ten champ if it was Michigan State. Would they not give us a championship? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Michigan State fan, apparently, huh? <clears throat> I don't – I mean, so. you know. Anyway, uh, I actually think that was an Illinois fan. But anyway. Oh, okay. I'm so, confused. all right. Everybody is. Okay, welcome to Championship Week, folks. Welcome. I know a lot of people are coming into this week. People, you know, a lot of people, the thing that I love about college basketball and the thing that separates us from a lot of other people, not in college basketball, but like normal sports fans, what separates all the people that cover college basketball season or pay attention is that we've been paying attention this whole time. And here comes everybody else that just cares about the tournament. We've been paying attention the entire time. I said that Arizona State was going to be an excellent team this year. I had them in my top 40. They are 0-10 against top 50 teams. So, sorry about that. I said Kentucky would be good. They're, uh, what, 9-14? and 14? So, yeah. I love it. You know, you have miscalculations. At least I had those miscalculations. At least I don't, you know, say stuff about Gonzaga without actually watching them, which we'll get to. Um, but we're six days away from Selection Sunday. So, it is... This is the last episode before Selection Sunday, and there's a lot of things that are going to happen from now until Sunday, including 27 bids to be handed out. And, uh, 
you know, the fact that the NCAA is keeping it boring with the region names. So glad they're doing their part there as they traditionally do. You got any comments on that? No, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the next one. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. So first of all, this narrative that the West Coast Conference sucks is complete garbage. Okay. <laughs> it is a top 10 conference in the country. Look at the yeah. ratings. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now I know Gonzaga outweighs everything because they're by far the best team in the conference, but is BYU not a six or a seven seed? Yes. Like, why do we act like Gonzaga plays nobody? Their BYU non-conference schedule was hard. They blew everybody out in their non-conference schedule with the exception of West Virginia. The only game they didn't win by double digits was West Virginia. Yeah. They beat them 87-81. So, wow, they only scored 87 against the Bob Huggins team. I know Bob Huggins team this year is not great defensively, but this narrative that if Gonzaga were like – if Gonzaga was in the Big Ten, would they win the Big Ten? This Gonzaga team, yes. Absolutely. Would they go undefeated in the Big Ten? Probably not, but they would be, what, 18-2 and two or 19-1 and one probably. So this narrative of people who don't actually watch them play – like, you don't sit there and stay up until 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock and watch Gonzaga and LMU on a Saturday night on ESPN2. Yeah. They don't do that. So why are these people that don't actually watch them play commenting on this as if, oh, I know Gonzaga, you know, they're not in a Power 6 conference, which isn't even their fault. I know that they wouldn't win the Big Ten, even though, the, you know, I'm just going to ignore the fact they have the second-best freshman in the country, yeah. the best shooter, and one of the best uh, big men forward scores in the country, and they have a ton of depth. Andrew Nimhart is one of the best transfers to go to a team, and he's playing for Gonzaga, and he's the sixth man. So this right. narrative is just so stupid. Yeah. I, well, I can't believe we're doing it. Two, two All-Americans, uh, first three. team at least. Two uh, first team and a second team probably. Yeah, and a second team. They have two guys that are probably going to get drafted in the top ten in the draft. Yeah, and that – We've I mean, been doing this for 20 years now. They've been good for this long. I don't care that they don't have a national championship. Yeah. They have a Final Four appearance. Is that not enough for you? That's pretty good. You know how hard it is to get to the Final Four? I mean, tell good. that to uh, you know Iowa teams. Iowa's had a lot of good teams recently. They don't get very far. So tell that to them. Or tell that to Illinois, who's been in the Big Ten. They've been irrelevant until the last couple of years. It's hard to get there. And the fact that Gonzaga is doing it with the amount of resources that they have and the fact they're not in a Power 6 conference and they're the number one team in the country, can we just enjoy how good they are instead of bitching about, you know, how, oh, they're not in a Power 6 so they can't be good. <laughs> how did Loyola Chicago get to a Final Four in 2018? Were they not good? Oh, it was a fluke. Oh, well, they just won the Missouri Valley, so clearly it wasn't. And they're going to be a top 10 seed uh, in terms of probably a 9 or a 10 seed. And they're also number 9 on Ken Palm. So it's impossible to not be good and uh, be the top 10 on Ken Palm. So nice try with that. Man. His narrative is ridiculous. Colgate. Colgate's not a top 10 on Ken Palm. Oh, not on the Ken Palm. Okay. <laughs> Where is Colgate on Ken Palm? That in like 9th. I think they're 89th. In the 90s, yeah. 89th, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this narrative is just so stupid. I mean, I cannot believe we're still doing this. Honestly, it's amazing to me. I think I'm good on that, though. I streamed this on YouTube. Yes. Uh, look up. It should be on there, yeah. ECSW. I'll put the link in there. There you go. You can insert your Gonzaga comments if you have them. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. Um, there's, there's, and I've been, I, and I always go back and forth with you that they are in a cupcake conference. Uh, the, yeah, maybe they do have some some not great teams, but the Big Ten has not great teams. The ACC has not great teams. It's not like that they're the only conference that has you know just bad teams. So 
the fact that that they are that good, like just the players, it has nothing to do with who they play. Like they have top tier basketball players, and they're fun to watch. Yeah, and another thing is like if you look at like the conference ratings this season in terms of you know how good certain conferences are. I mean, the West Coast Conference is in the top fifteen in that category. If you look at what they do, they're number nine overall in the adjusted with the adjusted ratings and efficiency metrics and stuff. So yeah. they're up there. I mean, I know it's outweighed by how good Gonzaga is, but like, you know, BYU is 24th in the country in offense and 28th in defense. Is that not a good team? I mean, that's a pretty good team. Yeah. Um, Loyola Marymount is in the top 100 in offense and near the top 100 in defense. Pepperdine's a top 100 offense, top 90 offense, really. So <laughs> this narrative that they're like playing in like the swack which has no teams inside the top 200 is just so stupid. That's what people try to make it sound like. And I'm sure it's just, I'm sure jealousy comes into it a little bit, you know, with how they could be a smaller program that isn't in one of those, you know, big time areas and be as good as they are. Well, and that's a, you know, you talk about, you know, 10, 15 years ago, everybody loved picking Gonzaga to go deep when they were a Cinderella team. Well, let's just get used to the fact that they're not a Cinderella team anymore. They, they are a legitimate basketball team and a legitimate powerhouse program. We'll probably be doing this for the next 20 years. So yeah, true. That'll be fun. Uh, so let's move on to my top 30 last top 30 before the uh, championship. So whoever wins the assembly tournament, you're going to be number one by default because that's how it works. <laughs> and then when the next season comes around, I'll re-rank everything. But uh I know that nobody really pays attention to this because if they did, they'd probably be mad that I had Winthrop in the top 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, you know, have a little fun with it. It's the last Why week. Not? Have some fun with it. Why not? Uh, yeah, so let's take a look here at the top 30, the final one for today, which is March 8th. Uh, I believe it's 2021, so got that as well. Yeah. Uh, so Gonzaga stays at number one. You have Baylor going from three to two, Illinois going from four to three, Michigan going from two to four. And then I have Iowa in the top five. They ended their season strong, but the big concern for Iowa is Joe Wieskamp. Mm-hmm. Is he going to play in the Big Ten tournament? That'll be a big factor. I don't really think that they're going to be able to reach a one seed. I know a lot of people think that if them or Ohio State wins the Big Ten tournament, they'd have a chance. I tend to doubt that. I don't know if Ohio State has a chance anymore. Um Maybe well, that's Iowa, still the but... still the narrative though that these two, sure. you know, um, which I don't think I think the four the four number ones are locked in. I don't think the committee is going to move them too much. So, no. um, let's see: uh, Alabama, Houston, Arkansas, Purdue, Ohio State rounding out the top ten. So, Buckeye fans probably not happy. I have Purdue ahead of them and Arkansas ahead of them, but I think people are underrating this Purdue team. I really think they're very good, and yeah. they're going to be so much better next year. I think I'll have Purdue probably in my top five preseason next year so they're going to be kind of like illinois jumping super high from one year to the next but um oklahoma state loyola chicago kansas west virginia texas tech san diego state texas creighton yukon oregon is 11 to 20 so the ducks starting to emerge they came out of nowhere and won the pac-12 regular season i would have figured usc would have won that so telling you right now dane allman teams i'm always on them that's my team i pick them every time i know the last time there was a tournament, I had them in this like the Elite Eight. I think they got to the Sweet 16. Told everybody they're going to beat Wisconsin in round two. What did they do? They beat Wisconsin. 
<laughs> let's go 21 to 30. You got USC with um, Oklahoma, who's really starting to fall. Then you have uh, Florida State, Villanova, Virginia, Rutgers, BYU, Georgia Tech, LSU, and Winthrop. Uh, so Virginia somehow won the ACC regular season, yet I have Florida State much, you know, a few spots ahead of them. Yeah, seems fair. Virginia's overrated. So. ACC is not great. The ACC is everything that's wrong with Power <laughs> Six conferences this year. They suck. And really that conference hard. is a joke. I mean, I don't. Even, I I don't trust any of those teams. I trusted Florida State until they lost to Notre Dame. Now I'm lacking a little bit, but I still think they'll make some sort of a run. Virginia, maybe they'll surprise us. I mean, you gotta you can't forget who their coach is and the success they've had, and the fact they have good players there. I just don't know what the real issue is there. But uh, Virginia Tech, I don't trust at all. The rest of the conference is meh. Clemson is like a depth team that plays defense and doesn't have an offense. So mm-hmm. uh, close to the top 30, VCU, St. Bonaventure, Colorado, North Carolina. And you know what? Shout out Moorhead State. They took down Belmont in the OVC championship. Right. Shout them out. Uh, new top 30 teams, Georgia Tech, LSU, Winthrop. I meant to put Winthrop there. Nice job by me to not see that. It's all right. Uh, dropping Maryland. Brutal week for Maryland. They'll still be in the tournament, but a horrible week. Yeah, Losses to Penn State and Northwestern. They were winning that game last night like 51 to 37. Yeah, by 16 or something. It was really bad. Clemson yeah. and Florida dropping. Arkansas up 14. Villanova down 12. Villanova, we'll get to them later. They're in big trouble. But uh, now we move on to the AP poll, which I still I forgot to pull that up, so I got to do that now. Unprofessional. <laughs> I did see – did you see that somebody voted for uh, San Diego? It's uh, San Diego State. Yeah, I'm glad we got solid, people who solid. are losing their minds and can't even think straight anymore <laughs> voting for this. That's good. 3-11 and 11 San Diego team. Cool. Yeah, solid. Solid. It's a good job by them. Really good job at thoroughly checking their list and, you know, checking it twice like Santa would, really, I guess is what it comes <laughs> down to. So, all right. AP poll, new top three, Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, jumping up to three. You have Michigan dropping to four, Iowa, Alabama, Houston, Arkansas. It's pretty similar to my top ten. Ohio State, West Virginia, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas, Villanova, Florida State, Virginia, Creighton, Loyola, Chicago, San Diego State, Texas Tech, Purdue, Virginia Tech, Colorado, USC, Oklahoma. So the complete disrespect to Purdue. Complete disrespect. Yeah, that is unreal that they're, you know, like I get Ohio State, you know, is still good, but they lose four in a row and still top ten, only drop two, and Purdue hasn't. I think they've won like eight in a row. Is that right? They've won a lot of games. Yeah. How about West Virginia dropping further than Ohio State? when West Virginia has won a lot of games, but the only games they lost were Oklahoma State. Now, I know it was without Cade Cunningham, but come on. Oklahoma State still has a lot of talent. They're well-coached, and they lost to Baylor in overtime, and they dropped more spots. They won all their other games, though. So that makes a lot of sense. How about this? We get we get Oklahoma State and West Virginia in the Big 12 quarterfinal at 10.30 a.m. on Thursday. Got to love about it. that? Got to love Kate, it. Kate Cunningham just named Big 12 Player of the Year, by the way. And I'm sure it'll be a shock. Who is the Big 12? Or Big 12. I don't know why I said Big 10. Big 12 Coach of the Year. Who do you think it was? This is a shock. Mm-hmm. 
Phil Self. <laughs> Scott Drew. And I can't I believe know. we're I don't even know who that guy is. Never I heard can't believe him. we're talking about like taking Scott Drew or thinking that Scott Drew's gonna leave Baylor. Why the hell would he leave Why Baylor? Why would he leave Baylor? People think he's gonna go to Indiana because they're gonna throw a ton of money at him. Why would he want to do that? He could own the Big 12 for the next decade if he wanted to. Why would he go to the Big 10 to an Indiana team that sucks? True. I don't care what they've done in the past. Where they won a title in like 87? Whoa. Was it this first time Baylor's won the Big 12 since like 88? First time they ever won it. Or something? First time they ever won the Big 12. Ever? Yeah, it's the first time they've won a conference championship since the 50s. Gotcha. They won a conference championship. I don't know what conference it was. It was like the Southern or Southwest or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, but as I mentioned a little bit earlier, we got a little bit of uh, NCAA tournament region names. Very exciting. So we're not doing anything geographically except for the region names because they're too stupid to think of something. I thought they were just doing like one, two, three, four. I mean, A, B, C, and D would have been better than this. Yeah. Why did they do this? Because they're boring and they want to ruin everybody. It's literally the same as what it always is, then, right? And it makes no sense. Do you think that they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna put teams in brackets depending on their location? Then here's what I think they should do. With the way the one seeds are right now, they're definitely gonna stick with the S curve, which is just all seeding based and where you're at in terms of rankings. But what they'll probably do is make the West region Gonzaga, make the East region Michigan. Make the South region Baylor, make the Midwest region Illinois. That's probably what they're going to do. Yeah. Which is so stupid. I mean, seriously, so dumb. And if if somehow Iowa gets a one seed, they can just make it Midwest for Iowa. So they have options here. Very smart. I'm glad they're really wasting everybody's time by doing this. NCAA for you. All right. Let's take a look at some bracketology. I did not update my field of 68 today because I got, I just, I messed everything up. I, I, I was trying to fix stuff. And I like was leaving teams off and screwing everything up. I was what like, you know what? You don't wake up at seven a.m. Yeah, I, what is the point in doing it? Is really what I said. You know, <laughs> what is the point? So, so who's are we looking at? We're gonna look at a few people, okay. uh, including Mr. Jerry Palm from CBS, who I think is a joke of a bracketologist. I mean, what? He's just bad. Him and Lenardi. I mean, Lenardi's okay. He's better than Palm, but I think the lower level that people don't pay attention to are the ones that are better be honest but um sure. that's just me so i'm gonna pull this one up on the screen so we can get a visual for the people watching the video version of this podcast uh, an elite podcast of course one of the greats of of all time uh, number five for the uh for the year uh okay commercials playing exactly um so one seeds not a surprise not even gonna say everyone knows what that is two seeds you have alabama west virginia Ohio State, Iowa. Do you have any problems with these two seeds? Uh, not not really. Um, I think Houston, ha- you know, has could make an argument. You, uh, you know what kills Houston is that loss to East Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think if Ohio State doesn't win their first round game of the Big Ten, they should move down. Honestly, lose five in a row going into the tournament. Yeah, one scenario I could see is if that happens, I could see maybe if Arkansas won the SEC tournament, they could take a two seed from Ohio State. Okay, I don't think Texas can. Uh, Villanova won't. Houston might. Uh, So four seeds. Purdue, I like that. Florida State, 
Oklahoma State, Kansas. I have no problem with that. I think Kansas could could possibly be a three, depending yeah. on if Villanova loses their first game in the Big East tournament. Yep. Villanova's in serious trouble anyway without a they point guard, and everybody knows the most important trouble. position in March is a point guard. So, sure. um, and all the the four number one seeds have a point guard. Three of them have two elite point guards or good point guards. Michigan really only has the one, and Brooks got hurt. He's not even really a point, I, not much of a point guard, but they need him to win in March. But um, so the five seeds. You have Tennessee, Clemson, Texas Tech, Virginia. I I have a feeling you might have a slight beef with this. Uh, Clemson. I don't love that. I, I I looked at Tennessee's resume and I could understand why they would yeah, be. Tennessee's a tough one. I mean, I can understand why they would be a five though. You look at the resume. You know, they're 18th in the net. They are six and five against quad one, one and two against quad two, and they have no bad three or four losses. So their resume is good enough to be a five, I think. Even though their team, you know, ten and seven in the SEC is not great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. How does so? How does Virginia win the ACC and they're behind Florida State? Because Florida State's a better team. Well, obviously, okay. <laughs> I I think that when it comes down to it, the committee will have would have Virginia ahead of Florida State. You look at the net. Virginia's thirteenth. Florida State is twenty uh, second. Resume wise, Virginia does have that quad three loss to San Francisco. Florida State has a quad three loss to UCF. So not great. Um, six seeds, you have Missouri, Virginia Tech, USC, Creighton. Uh, I don't have any problems with that. I, Missouri is falling, though. They could be. Yeah, how, how's Missouri getting so much love still? Because I mean, they just have such good wins. Still eight and eight in the SEC, 15 and eight yeah, overall. I know. But you look at their wins. Illinois, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida. Those are really good wins. Also, Oregon and Wichita State, who won the American in the regular season. Um, Six just seems a little high for me. I mean, they're 45th in the net, so I don't think the committee would have them as a six. They'd probably be like an eight. Yeah. Uh, Plus, like I preface this with Palm is not the most reliable or good (laughs) bracketologist, which is a very hard thing to do. I think people don't understand how hard it is to not only evaluate a team, but also try to seed them and also get bitched at constantly because someone's going to complain. Sure. Um, Seven seeds, Oregon, Florida, UConn, LSU. So two of my teams that I would define as my teams, teams Mm -hmm. that I really like, Oregon and UConn, on the seven line. I think they should both be sixes, if we're being honest. And I think they both have great opportunities to rise up to the six line, maybe even the five line if things shake out crazily uh, in terms of their conference tournaments. UConn has a prime chance to win the Big East tournament with Villanova being down and the other parts of the top of the conference not great. And then Oregon – is for my money the best team in the Pac-12, but I think they could probably use a loss going into the the NCAA tournament. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably wouldn't hurt, but you know. Uh, let's go eight and nines here. We got Oklahoma eight, Wisconsin nine, Rutgers eight, San Diego State nine. You have Colorado eight, Michigan State nine, BYU eight, Wichita State nine. So Michigan State seems firmly in. Yeah, after that win at Michigan. Um, which Michigan fans said that their team didn't care about that game. Yeah, go ask your team if they wanted to win that game. Let's calm down. Go ask your coach, too. I mean, what a joke. Uh, 
Wichita State also number they won the American, so I think they'll probably get it. And I I'm actually very surprised the American's going to be a two big conference. Yeah, and they were a non half court buzzer beater away from possibly being a three big conference. If Memphis wins that game and competes or almost wins the American tournament, and other teams fall around them, they may may have had a shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, ten seeds. Louisville, who is just not good. I mean, they're just not a good team. They have good transfers, good players. Carleek Jones was a runner-up to win ACC player of the year. He's great, but that team is not ideal for me. Loyola Chicago is completely underrated. They should be an eight or a nine. Um, Georgia Tech and North Carolina. So Georgia Tech seems like they'll be in. North Carolina will probably be in, too, when they embarrass Duke. And Duke's not good, but yeah. North Carolina did embarrass them a little bit. Um, like I said, I think Loyola Chicago should be an eight or a nine. Fair what enough. do you think? I, I mean, they're ninth in the net. They're going to be a yeah, pretty good seed. I agree. They might end up, if things right. shake where like eight and nine seed teams fall back, uh, they could be like a seven. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a two seed that would have to play them in the second round. I'll tell you that. Yeah, Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago, if it shook out like that. Yeah. That would be tough because uh, Loyola, Chicago has one of the best defensive teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, let's look at 11s. You have Maryland, UCLA, St. Bonaventure, and Colorado State. Uh, Maryland, if they lose that game, their first game in the conference tournament, which is against uh, – who the hell does Maryland play? In No, they know they got moved up. Michigan State? Yeah, it's Michigan State. That's yeah. going to be tough. That yeah. game's important, more important for Maryland. I still think both teams will get in. Uh, but that'll be tough. UCLA, that was tough, man. They were leading that game against USC on Saturday for the entire game. Then Tajidi hits a buzzer beater three in the corner because this is March. If that was February or January, <laughs> you would have missed that. Um, St. Bonaventure, I underestimated the man. I, I, I have to admit it, you know. Yeah. I was riding the Billikens train the entire <laughs> time. And then that one dude whose name I don't even know had like 11 blocks in five minutes for St. Bonaventure, and they just killed them. So Impressive. the A-10 is going to be a two-bid league, and it doesn't matter who wins the A-10 championship on Saturday. Um, it's going to be – it might be Sunday, actually, when that is. I'll be on the call for that game, by the way. So whoever wins nice. that game is in no matter what. Uh, number 12 seeds, Toledo. Wait, wrong number. Western Kentucky. <laughs> they have to win the Conference USA to be in this tournament. and. Right. They need we need them in there because Charles Bassey's as good of a big man as you're going to find on a non-power sixteen. He's probably the best other than Drew Timmy since Drew Timmy's not on a big uh, power sixteen because the whole Gonzaga thing, which we got into, we won't go any further than that. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, twelve seed play-ins. You have VCU Xavier and Drake Boise State, and then UC Santa Barbara. And it would be a damn shame if UC Santa Barbara didn't win the Big West. We got to get them in there, man. They're one of the most fun mid-major teams to watch. Have you seen them? I have not watched them play yet, no. Actually, I think I did watch a half. They're good. They're good, man. Very good. Um, And the thing with them is, like, they're, like, good offensively, but they're even better defensively. And they're not going to turn a game into a track meet and run up and down the floor and grind you and all that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. They can settle on the half court, and they can be as good as anybody, I think, uh, on both ends. Um, so we need them in there because I think Ja'Cory McLaughlin is one of the best scorers 
in the country. I don't care what conference. I don't care. He's one of the best. So, I mean, th- there's other still teams in that conference. The, still got to put the biscuit in the basket, as they say. Exactly. There's still other teams in that conference that are good, like UC Irvine's one of the best defensive teams in the country. And then you have UC Riverside's pretty good on both ends as well. So it wouldn't be that bad if those two teams got in, but I really want to see UC Santa Barbara in. So I'm sure a lot of people who are on Facebook commenting about Gonzaga can also relate to wanting to see UC Santa Barbara in the tournament. <laughs> uh, let's go to 13 season. This is a pretty loaded 13 line. Like Toledo can shoot it with anybody. They're the best team in, in the MAC by far, in my opinion. Winthrop has already punched their ticket out of the uh, Big South. And I love the way that team's built. Juco guys, lower-level recruit guys. Chandler Vaudrin's a tremendous Juco guy that came over. Just an elite playmaker. Yesterday he had 10 rebounds as a guard. I think he only had eight points, but he affected the game a lot yeah. more than a normal person that would have eight points did. Um, Liberty also punched their ticket out of the Atlantic Sun. They got scorers. Darius McGee, get to know the name. You're going to know the name in March. He's a really good scorer and at his size as well. And also, speaking of size, UMBC stud, five foot two, Darnell Rogers entering the transfer portal. So you, I'd love to see him go to a bigger school. You think there's any chance? He led them in scoring <laughs> at five foot two. I mean, someone's got to get him in there. It'd be fun to watch. <clears throat> get him on the Illini. Whoa! We'll put, him, we'll, we'll put him on the bench. He'll play, he'll play garbage time minutes. Him, get, and, him, him and Edgar Padilla can guard each other. He'll get he'll get oops from Tyler Underwood. <laughs> Eight year uh, senior Tyler Underwood. Yeah, UNCG is playing in the SoCon Championship tonight against Mercer. So if they can punch their ticket, they'll be around the 13 line. I'm pretty disappointed Wofford didn't make it because Wofford is the team that everybody loves to watch. Yeah, in the tournament, a mid major team because they shoot threes. They have. Everybody on that team can shoot threes. And I know they had a couple guys into the transfer portal today. Um, so they're going to be losing players uh, from last year. And I know one of them that entered the transfer portal was uh, Storm Murphy, who was on that team a few years ago that had Fletcher McGee, who's the all-time leading three-point shooter in the history of college basketball, that team that almost beat Kentucky in round two. So it's, it's a shame that Wofford lost, but uh, UNCG and – Mercer tonight. We'll get more into that in a little bit. Um, let's see. Where are we at? 14 line. Uh, let's see. South Dakota State still needs to get to the Summit Championship to have a chance to be in. Southern Utah, that tournament in the Big Sky will start this week. Uh, Colgate, everybody loves the, the toothpaste in the team. Everybody loves them. You know, <laughs> Patriot League, they got to win the semifinals, win the championship. And then Abilene Christian is the other team. Of course, everybody knows they're out of the Southland Conference, so uh, there on the 14 line, 15 line, we have Georgia State, who plays in the Sun Belt title game tonight against App State. What an ending to that coastal App State game last night. It definitely wasn't messy at all. <laughs> so uh, bad. It's about as bad as it gets. I mean, oh, I wish that happened on a major scale. People was... would have been like, what the hell is this? Uh, I'm not sure many people other than us were locked into that game at like 10 low p.m. major basketball at its finest. It was bad. <laughs> There was a point where there was like seven guys on the floor. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Northeastern, who is in the <laughs> Colonial Athletic, and starting in 28 minutes, a huge semifinal game between Elon Musk, a.k.a. Elon, and Hofstra in the semifinals of the Colonial Athletic. That'll be followed up later by Northeastern and Drexel at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. you got to pay attention. Those are the games tonight. Other than the two title games, you have two semifinal games. I picked Hofstra to win the CAA. You picked 
James Madison who lost. lost. So I need to get one back on you because you're way ahead of me right now. Um, Bryant, a 15 seed there. That's a, that's a showdown matchup for us on Tuesday, tomorrow, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mount St. Mary's and Bryant in the neck championship. Hopefully Mount St. Mary's can pull one out for me. Uh, Then Moorhead State. I'd be scared to play Moorhead State if I'm a two seed. I really would. They could fill it up. They're mm-hmm. tough. They ran mm-hmm. Belmont into a, into the ground. They beat yeah. them. Did they beat them three times? They beat them twice or three times. Yeah. Man, I wouldn't want to play them. Um, and you have playing games for the 16s after Siena and Grand Canyon. Siena, of course, is out of the MAAC, and that'll be a storyline. Is Patino if if uh, Iona beats. If, if Iona wins their first-round matchup, they'll play Siena in the second round. That'll be a big storyline because you got a one-seeded Siena team versus a nine-seeded Iona team. Iona obviously underseeded with the way they did the bracket. So that'll be interesting to see if they can win that. Um, then you have Grant Cannon out of the whack, a team that you like. Yeah. So we'll see if they can do that. 16-seed uh, playing games, you have Hartford and North Carolina A&T. And then Prairie View and Cleveland State. Cleveland State plays tonight in the semifinal against Milwaukee in the horizon, that'll be followed up by uh, Northern Kentucky and Oakland in the horizon league. So a lot of semifinal games tonight. I think there's a, let me see if I can count these real quick. Yeah. One. uh, I think this is a semifinal. Having a hard time getting it (laughs) too. One, two, three, four, five, six. There might be eight. If the summit is in the semifinals, which I think they are. So that's eight semifinal. Wait. Ten semifinal. Not wait. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Nope. I counted. God. Five, six, seven, eight. It's eight. What an idiot. It's eight. <laughs> eight semifinals, two titles, and then there's a early round MAAC game, I believe. So there you go. Nailed it. Uh, last yeah. four in, Xavier, VCU, Boise State, Drake. I think VCU is a little bit safer than the last four in at this point. Okay. Um, I don't think Xavier should be in. No. I don't know who I'd put in over them, though. That's the thing. Who are you putting in over them? Uh, I don't know. Did you see St. Louis is going to try to schedule another game? Yeah, I mean, they're desperate, so – I don't know who it would be against. I mean, who are they going to play? And I got to go let my dog out so you can talk to the people about the last one and the first one. (laughs) Great. Uh, Yeah. Um, Last one. I I mean, I think that uh, St. Louis, if they could schedule a good game, um, maybe they could get in. Uh, Utah State actually is a team that I like. Um, You know, Colorado State's in. I, I think that they, you know, could move up, but. I don't see it happening. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with the uh, last four in. I think that most people have Xavier in already, though. And I find it odd. Does everybody have Xavier in? Because I think Brad Evans has Xavier in. Like, well, I got Lunardi on the other thing. Okay. What's he have? He has, uh, I think he has men, yeah. Yeah. They've lost like three straight, haven't they? Yeah, let me see their resume. Must be pretty good. 
One and two in quad one. They lost two straight, and they lost to Marquette and Georgetown. Their quad two losses were Creighton and St. John's. So they did beat Creighton. They did beat Creighton. Uh, quad two, five and five with wins over Oklahoma, which was in December. Uh-huh. Toledo, St. John's, Butler, Cincinnati. Five losses, UConn, Providence, Marquette, Georgetown, Seton Hall. I mean, the fact they don't have any quad three or four losses is probably what's going to help them stay in. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Do you have any any takeaways from Lunardi's list here? I can't see it, so. Well, you know. Let me me zoom it in a little bit. Um, I think Illinois should be the three number one seed. Um, (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, You know, I like his a lot better than I like Jerry Palms. That's for sure. I would say Palm's low tier, Lenardi's mid tier, and then the other good ones are top. I don't know. Doesn't Lenardi top, usually get like most of them right? Yeah, I think, like he's I said last week, winning percentage. He's much more aligned with the committee in terms of his thinking, I think, right. than others are. He's got Loyola at an eight. You should like that. Yeah, that's good. Clemson is a seven, I think, is fair. I don't know why people have them as like a five. Uh, Tennessee is a six. Makes sense. I like Oregon and USC on the six line. I don't like Colorado on the five line at all, though. UConn is a nine. That's Colorado. UConn is a nine. Is BS. Uh, So his last four in are. Drake, Boise State, Colorado State, Xavier. So he has Xavier's like the last team in. So they're mm-hmm. on a slippery slope. They lose their first Big East game. They're done. Right. Um, where does he have Maryland at? 10. Okay. 10. He has Michigan 39. State, Maryland, and Rutgers on the 10 line. How many Big Ten teams is that? In North Carolina on the 9 line. 2, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 8 Big Ten teams? Mm-hmm. So you have Indiana, Minnesota, Penn State, Nebraska, Northwestern out. I think I missed one. Uh, anyway, so there's your bracketology segment of this thing. And this is the last one we'll do because you know what? The tournament. Because we're going to have field, a real bracket. We'll be set. And That's it's right. it's a day where I've already planned what I'm going to do. I'm going to have four binders with reports on every team. Oh my. Whole deal. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be intense, definitely. But uh, we'll get to the next subject here as I forget to. Stop sharing my screen. Uh, conference tournaments. We have four teams that have uh, punched their ticket. Yeah. Who are the teams? I'll let you do it. Go ahead. Winthrop. In the Big Liberty. South. Liberty. Uh, Atlantic Sun. Beat North Alabama. They were in regardless of if they won or not. Was it North Alabama? North Arkansas. Yeah, North Alabama. Um, so people can shut up about North Alabama not having a chance to win. Um, Moorhead State, my team. Uh, I think I got them going to the lead eight right now. And Loyola <laughs> Chicago, uh, puncher ticket. So, yes. And then, uh, you know, outside of that, as I get the bracket file out, okay, we have 20, uh, 25 in this one and six in the other one. Um, let me go over the ones that have happened thus far, what matchups we have in the semifinals, the finals, all that stuff. That's coming up. We have UMass, Lowell, and Hartford in the America East Tournament, which 
that's going to be the most interesting uh, final that we have to this point because that is a bid-stealing final because you have um, a four-seeded Hartford team and a six-seeded UMass Lowell team. So none of the top three seeds making it there. Then Sunday we have St. Bonaventure, VCU, the Atlantic 10 championship game will happen on Sunday. Uh, and then you look at, as I try to find all these damn papers, you know, it's very, 25 of these. It's a lot of different things <laughs> that go into it. Um, anyway, tonight we have the Colonial Athletic semifinals. Uh, the first game starts in 20 minutes, Elon and Hofstra. Then Northeastern and Drexel is the second one, 830. Those games are both on CBS Sports Network. The championship will be tomorrow at 6 Central, 7 Eastern on CBS Sports Network. So, so you don't need ESPN Plus for those. That's good. ESPN Plus is pretty much done for most of these tournaments, except for like the Thank power, goodness. the non-power six ones that haven't started yet. Uh, semifinals tonight on ESPN 2. Um, you have... I guess it's ESPNU. Cleveland State, Milwaukee in the horizon, and then Oakland, Northern Kentucky. So you have a a one seed against a uh, eight seed in the first semifinal. Then you have a three seed and a four seed. So there you go. Those are semifinals in the championship tomorrow on ESPN at 6 o'clock Central, 7 Eastern. Uh, the MAC tournament starts Thursday. Didn't even know why I had to say that. Didn't even have to say it. Uh, tonight, the first matchup in the uh, MAAC, a.k.a. the Metro Atlantic Tournament in Atlantic City, New Jersey. You have Canisius and Ryder, 6 and 11. That's a <laughs> 6 o'clock Central, 7 Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. There it is. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, let's see. I got a couple more of these real quick. I'm just going to shuffle the papers really loudly so everyone can enjoy that. There you go. Uh, then seem like you're actually being productive. It does, yeah. Uh, so tomorrow... At 7 Eastern, 6 Central on ESPN2, this is a um, a matchup between the two of us, Mount St. Mary's and Bryant, the two-seed Bryant in the Northeast Conference, a.k.a. the Neck, against the four-seed Mount St. Mary's. So big game there, 7 Eastern, 6 Central. Mm, nice time slot, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, it's on ESPN. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so the Patriot League semis are on Wednesday. That'll be at uh, 5.30 or 7.30, it says. So they're just going to pick the time at some point. One game's going to be at 5.30, the other one's going to be 7.30, CBS Sports Network, of course. Loyola and Army in the first semifinal. So you have a nine seed and a four seed. And then in the second matchup, it's two versus six, Colgate and Bucknell. Bucknell? How the hell do you say that one? I think you were right both times. All right. Uh, That'll be Wednesday. And then uh, the SoCon Championship is tonight, UNCG and Mercer. We're going to pick those games in a minute just because why not? I mean, we didn't get either of those conferences right anyway. We picked Wofford in the SoCon. We were wrong about that. Mm-hmm. And then in the uh, Sun Belt, you had Coastal. I had South Alabama, so swing and a miss. Uh, I forgot to say when that game was and what channel it was on. My bad. Uh, it's at 6 o'clock Central, 7 Eastern tonight on ESPN, UNCG and Mercer. Going head-to-head there. And then the Summit League tonight, semifinal games. Uh, these are ESPN Plus games, 545 Central, 845 Central. So when it's an ESPN Plus semifinal, nobody cares about it. Uh, South Dakota State and Oral Roberts, that's an upset watch. Oral Roberts has some really good scorers. So they could take down South Dakota State, who I picked. And you took North Dakota State, they'll play South Dakota. So one versus four, two versus three, all chalk in that one. That'll be tonight. And then uh, also tonight, 
the Sun Belt Championship on ESPN2 at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. Georgia State and Appalachian State will play in that one. And then finally tonight, West Coast Conference, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. And then you'll have BYU. Gonzaga wins that. I Yeah, I defended them a lot. (laughs) Uh, BYU and Pepperdine at midnight Eastern, 11 Central on ESPN2. Late night basketball. I wonder if Dickie V is going to do either of these games because I know he did a Gonzaga semifinal last year. I don't know if Dickie V stays up that late anymore. That's true. I, w- I guess he was at the event last year. Right. That was like a few days before everything was gone. Mm-hmm. We'll go over some other brackets later. Uh, some Power Six brackets. I got to get my file here real quick. Okay. Let's let's take a look at the championship games tonight in the SoCon, UNCG and Mercer. Uh, UNCG is the number one seed in that conference, and then you have Mercer who uh, upset their way there. They you know had some good wins to get there. They Mercer, beat VMI yeah. last night. Wow. Who you like in this one? No, I, I think I'm gonna have to go with UNCG. I don't think that I can take. Take Mercer. I just I don't see it happening. Um, Mercer did play him close the last time they played in February, though, 77-74. Um, UNCG won by 13 the time before that. So. Yeah, I would take UNCG as well. Clearly a better team is all about just, you know, executing and playing good defense, which they've done for a lot of the season. Um, then the Sun Belt, Georgia State and Appalachian State. Who are you liking this one? Well, I haven't seen Georgia State play, but I saw Appalachian State play last night, so I can't go with them. Um, so I'll go with Georgia State. Here's the thing. Appalachian State went 2-1 and one against Georgia State this year. Wow. They played three times. This will be their fourth matchup. I would also take Georgia State just much better offensively than Appalachian State and also the uh, we watched them last night factor <laughs> slightly uh, yes. factors into that. So yes. I would I would take them to – win that but um who knows i mean we're already 46 minutes into that and we're barely into what we're supposed to be doing. i got a meeting at six so we gotta get moving we'll, we'll get moving here uh <laughs> let's move forward now to the conference tournament overall the picks of this and this is where it gets interesting because we don't always make the same picks and now we'll see where we go with it so let's start in the american athletic conference who do you take in that i'm taking houston um they they just beat Memphis uh, in a in a onions game I, I believe that people call it or something it was an know. onions game yes <laughs> um, but I really like Houston uh, they're they're uh, great defensively uh, can score the ball and I I think that they will uh, take care of business so yeah I also like them they'll be the two seed in that conference because Wichita State won the regular season. Um, I will take Houston. They have an All-American player, Quentin Grimes, I think about as good as anybody uh, when it comes to guards in the country, uh, transfer from Kansas. They have length. They have experience. DeJon Giroux was there a couple years ago when they made their run. So, yeah, I like them a lot, much more balanced than anybody else in this conference. Memphis could maybe come in and steal one. They have a ton of talent. It's just they haven't been putting it together. Um, so I will take the Cougars. Uh, ACC, who you got? I'm taking Florida State. Uh I know that they didn't somehow didn't win the regular season, but I think they're the most athletic team in the ACC. I think that Leonard Hamilton's done really good things with Florida State. 
um, kind of converting that school from a football school to a basketball school. Um, and I really like Walker and Gray. Uh, so I that's what I'm going to take. Yeah, I like Florida State as well. Uh, I've said many times wow. in this podcast that the ACC sucks mm-hmm. and that Virginia is overrated. So um, that's what I'm going to go with, you know, there top you 10 offense, uh, good defense, good enough at least to win this conference tournament because it's not the strongest of conferences this year. Uh, Big East, where are you going with that? I'm taking your team, UConn. Yeah, and this time I can say that I'm also taking my team. I didn't take Loyola <laughs> Chicago, which was a stupid move. Right. But now I'm taking UConn. Yeah. Prime opportunity for them. Because if you look at the bracket in the Big East right now, I like the I like the path. I really do. Yeah. And they're playing the best basketball they've played all year by far. And Book Knight's healthy. If he's healthy, it changes everything for them. Absolutely. Um they'll play the winner of Providence to Paul. And then they'll be set up for a semi against Creighton Xavier Butler. Love those matchups no matter what. I mean, Creighton's good, but I think UConn can beat them. And I'm not really expecting Villanova to get to the championship game, but they yeah. could. I mean, this is a really good spot for St. John's. If you're St. John's or Seton Hall, you have a prime opportunity. You All you have to do is whoever wins that game beat a banged-up Villanova team unless Villanova somehow loses to Georgetown or Marquette, and you're in the championship. So this right. is a prime opportunity for them. So the Big East tournament might be the most intriguing. Yeah. Power open, six tournament. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'll take UConn. You know, I love that team a lot. I mean, Book Night changes everything for them. So if he's healthy, I'll ride with him. Uh, the Big Sky, who you got? Taking uh, Tevion Jones in Southern Utah. I mean, I'm taking them too because I want to see him <laughs> in there. But they're they're playing some pretty good basketball. They They've are. won many games in a row. They were ten and three. Now they're nineteen and three. So yeah. that's all you need to know about that top one hundred offense. They don't just have Tevion Jones. He's been excellent. But John Knight can really play a six three uh, guard who's been efficient. Dre Martin there as well. Uh, they have some really good names there too, like Maisie and Fawcett. Fawcett. Nice. That's a good name. So they're like a good Fawcett team. Better. I I would agree. And the weird thing about their lineup is like you would think when you have Tevion Jones playing the three who's six seven, that mm-hmm. they would be a lengthy lineup, but they have a six five at the four and a six six at the five. So it's a little bit they, confusing. They're a running shooting type of team. I've watched them play. A they are, times. yeah. Probably because you want to see Tevion play because you miss I him. I did. I do miss him. It's kind of weird. Uh Big Ten. I mean, this is I don't know where the hell to go with this, but I guarantee we didn't pick the same team. And yeah. I guarantee I'm one of the only te- people picking the team that I picked. What did you pick? Rutgers? No, I, picked, I was tempted. I took Illinois. Um, Unbiased. It's going to be a very heavy Illinois. I even wore my Illinois shirt today. Just saying <laughs> No. Uh, I wore yeah. my Rutgers shirt. <laughs> Nebraska, I thought is what that was. but uh, I um, care about teams that make the tournament. I mean, I care about all these, <laughs> but I don't have the time to talk about Nebraska on this program. Yeah. Um, but Nebraska's going to be pretty good next year, so keep an eye out. Maybe we'll be talking about them next year. Uh, I am taking a team that I believe to be one of the best in the Big Ten right now. Purdue. I am taking the Boilermakers. Yeah. I don't know how they don't win this, to be honest. I'm just kidding. They have a really hard <laughs> path. But they've been playing really well. They've won yeah. – uh, five straight, and before that, basically, since January eighth, Purdue is eleven and three. Mm-hmm. Their losses were Michigan, Maryland, and Minnesota. They lost to Maryland by one, 
Minnesota by three, they got blown out by Michigan, but that was Michigan was absolutely dominating everybody. Yeah. So they do beat Ohio think, State. Do you think that Williams, it's Williams, right? Uh, can yeah. handle Dickinson? Uh, I don't know if he can, but uh, there's this guy named Zach Eady who's seven four, <laughs> weighs a buck twenty. He actually weighs two eighty five, and he looks so skinny because he's seven four. <laughs> I understand that. He's a stud. He really is. He's going to be so good next year. That's why. I, that's why I see Purdue as a top five team in the Big Ten next year. Yeah, they're returning everybody. Think about how good their class, is, their freshman class is: Edie, Ivy, Newman, Gillis. All four of those guys have been big impact players. Plus, mm-hmm. Stefanovic is going to come back. He's a junior, so he'll be going into his last year. Uh, plus, Eric Hunter is a junior. He'll be coming back. Trevor Williams probably comes back. I would think, but they're going to be really good, and they're already really good. So I'll take Purdue. I mean, they're going to have a tough path. They're probably going to end up playing Ohio State. Then they probably have to go through Michigan. Then they'll probably have to go through Illinois or Iowa or Wisconsin or Rutgers or someone like that. So it's going to be tough, but I really like the way they're playing, and their talent level is right there with everybody else in the Big Ten, I think. Uh, Just a really deep team in their freshman class. I mean, if not for Dickinson, I would say that they have the best freshman class in the conference, which they might already have. I mean, they have a lot of guys. The ones that I listed have all been impact guys. Uh, Big 12. I took the heavy favorites, uh, Baylor. Yeah, it's hard for me to go against Baylor. I mean, they really yeah. proved yesterday that they're back. Yeah. Um, Macy Oteague. I mean, how the hell does someone go 10 for 12 from three <laughs> against a team that plays defense like Texas Tech yeah. does? And he started Unreal. like and I think he started like 9 of 10 or something. Unreal. So. Uh, yeah, they're they're the best team in the conference. I mean, I can see a team giving them a run for their money because Kansas, West Virginia, Texas, Oklahoma State are all very uh, Texas Tech as well are all very good teams. Mm-hmm. So you can't really underestimate yeah, how Big good 12s. the teams around them are. Big Twelve is really good. Um, I mean, it's a lot closer to the Big Ten than I think a lot of people think. Yeah. yeah. The difference I would say is that the one, two, three in the Big Ten is better, but the four, five, six in the Big Twelve is better. True. That's how I would look at it. Like I think Baylor, Kansas, West Virginia is not better than Michigan, Illinois, Iowa. Right. But Texas, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech is better than Ohio State, Purdue, Wisconsin. It's very close. And I dropped my pen. You just said how much you love Purdue. I love Purdue, but I think that they're they're not. It's not Purdue's fault that four, five, six in the Big Twelve is better. It's not their fault. Uh, so we'll both take Baylor in the Big Twelve. Big West. I believe I already confessed my love for a team in the Big West. In you this did, podcast. and I and I don't want to see them in the tournament. So I'm picking UC Irvine. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of teams in this conference that are good enough to play well in the tournament. There's really three of them: UC Irvine, UC Riverside, UC Santa Barbara. So a lot of California I mean, teams, huh? Yeah, I want to see Ja'Cory McLaughlin in the tournament. Okay. I mean, Colin Welp is a pretty fun player to watch from UC uh, Irvine. You probably wouldn't know that, though, because you've never watched them. You just picked them because you hate UC Santa Barbara. <laughs> just because I knew it would rile you up. Being a hater with do. them. Uh, CUSA, really only one scenario in this tournament that works for all of us. Yeah. Nobody, think- nobody wants to see anybody else in this tournament other than Western Kentucky. Exactly. I don't want to see Old Dominion. I don't want to see Marshall. I don't want to see Florida Atlantic. I don't want to see Charlotte. I don't want to see Middle Tennessee or Florida International or Louisiana Tech or UAB or North Texas or UTSA. UTEP would not be bad. They're a pretty hot team. They almost beat Kansas. Rice or Southern Miss. I don't want to see any of those teams. None of them. Okay? Actually, you know what? Come to think of it, Marshall wouldn't be bad. 
I wouldn't hate seeing Marshall. Okay. Very good offensive team. And Tavion Kinsey in there. I mean, that's pretty good, uh pretty good player. Anyway, uh, so we're both taking Western Kentucky, right? Yes. And I think we might go the same on this one, the Metro Atlantic. I, uh, you know, I thought that I told you last night that I took uh Patino's team, but I wrote down Marist for some reason. <laughs> so uh, going with Marist, I guess. Are they Marist, even playing in the tournament? <laughs> yes, they they play Niagara on Thursday. Okay. And they're projected to lose that game by one. And they're also the 324th ranked offense in the country. That's what I'm talking so about. So they're pretty well, good defensively, though. I'm giving you a win, I guess, if Iona can pull it out. I'm taking Iona, Patino's team. Got to yep. do it. I really want to take Siena, but I picked so many one seeds that I couldn't, like, you know, I picked the one in the uh, – in the Big Sky, in the Big 12, in the Big West, in the CUSA, and then a lot of other ones that we're still going to do, I picked the one seed. So, uh, But if they can get through CNI, I really like their chances. That's the problem, though. The way this conference was seeded, they're a nine it's seed. Really they're going to play right. – uh, yeah, Siena. Because, like, you look at the – Siena played 16 games, Monument played 18, but then Iona played nine conference games, and Canisius played 12. It's it's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it at all. But whatever. That's just the we knew the season was going to be like this. So I think Patino can find a way to, you know, get his team going. <laughs> I mean, they only played nine conference games, but they were the best and most efficient team during conference play. Number one in offensive efficiency. Number one in field goal percentage. Number one in offensive rating percentage. Number one in three point percentage. Number one in free, uh, free throw percentage. Number four in tempo. Give me Iona. Uh, let's go now to the Mac Maction. Uh, a little John Gross action for you, huh? I got to go with the fighting John Grosses of Akron. The Zips. The Zips. Uh, you know, Toledo might be the best team in the conference, but I, I just can't go away from John Gross. You know, he brought Illinois back to prominence. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. Yeah, I'll take Toledo, who's by far the best team in this conference. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of good offenses in this conference, but Toledo is much better. Like, you have uh, six top 100 offenses in the MAC, um, and none of them are top 50 other than Ohio, who's 46, but then Toledo is 14th. So very good offensively. The big thing for them is getting over that first game. They played Ball State. They lost to Ball State earlier in the season. So uh, And this is a conference where there's only eight teams in the tournament, so. I think there's like 12 overall, and four of them won't play. West. Uh, the weird thing is the three Michigan teams won't play. Western, Eastern, Central Michigan are all out. Northern Illinois is out. So there you go. Uh, I just want to see Marion Jackson. I want to see Toledo. Very efficient offensive team. I want to see them win it. Uh, let's go to the Mountain West, which could get interesting. I have a feeling this is going to be an interesting tournament. Uh, I picked San Diego State. I think that they're uh, the best team in the conference they're, they're they've won 11 in a row um i do like colorado state but um i, I had to go with san diego state so here's that. my thinking on the mountain west okay this is march right Correct. and we know that some teams are just a little too hot mm-hmm. to win the conference tournament and some teams this is a bid stealing scenario like i could see a team like Fresno State or Nevada stealing a bid, maybe. But the other three teams that are the top four, I think one of them wins it. I'll take Boise State in that. Uh, Derek Alston, very good player. 
I, I like would him like a lot. to see Utah State winning just because everybody has them out, but yet they are playing good. They're they're second in the conference, but yet everybody has them as last four out of the tournament. So I want to see this league get three bids, but I don't know if they will. Uh, San Diego State's in no matter what. Um, right. Yeah, Nevada will be fun. Nevada's going to be so good next year. Nevada's absolutely going to be a top 25 preseason team. Uh, Grant Sherfield, player of the year in the conference. He's a stud. I would like to see just not only is he a great player, but his name as well, Nemius Quita for Utah State, stud. Mm-hmm. So I'll take Boise State in the Mountain West. Let's go to the Pac-12. Obviously, everyone knows who I'm going to take. Who are you going to take? Everybody knows who I'm going to take. I've been talking Colorado. about it for weeks. Absolutely, Colorado. They're, they're hot. Beat Arizona State. They beat UCLA. They beat USC. I mean, I don't know what you want to say. I don't know why you hate on them so much. I just think they're slightly uh, overrated. I like McKinley right a lot. Top ranked team in the Pac-12 in the net. I mean, <laughs> you, you go ahead. Yeah, and keep I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I I like Oregon, but this could also be a scenario where Oregon's just a little too hot. Uh, but Oregon started rounding the form. We knew they had a ton of talent. They had some COVID issues and injury issues early. But look at this roster. You know, Will Richardson. Returning guard, great. They lost Pritchard, which sucks. But you also have Eugene from Eugene, as Bill Walton calls him, even though he's from like Not somewhere Eugene. that isn't the United States, I don't think. But he calls him Eugene from Eugene because Eugene, Oregon. You got Chris Duarte as a stud. He's been playing tremendous. You have um, LJ Figueroa, who's a transfer from St. John's, Eric Williams, Will Richardson, Amori Hardy, Chandler Lawson, just a very talented team. Give me the Ducks. Give me Dana Altman. He aligns Rubik's Cubes. Uh, oh, the whole geez. deal. SEC, who you got? wonder who John Rossing sold that from. Uh, I got Tennessee. Too far. Jeez. <laughs> you're, we've been hating on Tennessee for weeks, and you're taking them? I'm taking them. I got that's a feeling. Like, that's like one of us taking Clemson. To win I the got ACC. a feeling. I got a feeling. I don't know why. I, just, I think they're going to turn it around, and they're going to make a run in the SEC tournament and find a way to win it. I named a sleeper, Ole Miss. I'm not going to pick them, but okay. watch out. Also, watch out for LSU. LSU has the number five offense in the country. Nobody's talking about that. Number five offense. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Wildcats of Kentucky. <laughs> the joke. Uh, Kentucky playing on Thursday against Mississippi State, by the way. So maybe they'll Probably make a bit of a run, that. but I'm going to take the team that I've uh, been underrating, I think, for weeks now, which is Arkansas. Um, Really like them a lot. They're really starting to play well. They're very balanced. They're very good offensively. They're very good defensively. It's unlike you to take a team that's won eight games in a row into the tournament. Sometimes I have a feeling that the team's a little too hot. Okay. This is not one of the times. Okay. I think the way that I think is that if they're – They're just hot enough. If they're a one seed and they're really hot, then I'm like they're not going to win, like San Diego State. But if they're a two or a three and they're hot – Give me them. That's Arkansas. Gotcha. Fast, balanced. They have one of the best freshmen in the country that nobody talks about, and you talked about a few weeks ago on this podcast, Moses Moody. Mm-hmm. Watch out. And Eric Musselman, one of the most likable coaches in the country. So there you go. Southland Conference. Now we get into the three conferences where I haven't watched much of, and I think most people that are listening to this probably haven't. Uh, but let's go to the Southland. Yeah, I picked Sam Houston. That's all I got. Comments on them. <laughs> I have nothing. Uh, I didn't want to take Nickel State because, uh, you know, I hate Nickel State. Uh, <laughs> Aveline Christian, uh, no thank you. Sam Houston, I don't know. Just felt right. 
I mean, they have the player of the year in the conference. Exactly. So that's, what, that's exactly why I took him. Zach Nuttle. Zach Nuttle, the player of the year. He's <laughs> averaging like 19 a game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'll take Abilene Christian, who is okay. the 36th, 36th yeah. ranked offense, defense, sorry, in the country. You and Jerry Palm think alike. Cool. A little much. Uh, Colton Cole and Joe Pleasant, a couple of studs, potential all-conference guys in this conference. And Stephen F. Austin's a team I would watch out for. I mean, they went 12-3 and in the conference. They were the most efficient offense in conference play. So Stephen F. Austin I would watch out for. Let's go to the SWAC. What a conference. Yeah. Um, I took Texas Southern. I am taking Jackson State because I like their defense. And they've won an F ton of games in a row. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't. The last so time Jackson View. State, Jackson State's last loss was December twentieth. Prairie View hasn't lost in the conference yet. I'm sure they haven't played everybody though, right? I mean, yeah, that's how these Jackson State started out zero and five. They're now eleven and five. It's so impressive. kind of a weird season. Uh, but there you go. 11-0 in conference. I'll take a very good defensive team, very bad offensive team. So I'm really taking a shot in the dark here. Uh, the whack. I mean, I think whack. we should agree on this one. Yeah, I'm going with Grand Canyon. Um, yep. Been talking about him for a while. So Bryce Drew has like done a great job the there. He's done a really good job. They've um, never been in it because of the stupid protocols. Yeah. Let's get him in. After they lost to Colorado on December 22nd, they have won a lot of games. Um, they are actually, I believe, let me try to do some quick math, 10-3 and three in that stretch since they lost to Colorado on December 22nd. So there you go. They did beat Nevada by 10, which is a nice little win there. Uh, they beat Bethesda by uh, 50, so that's good. They're not a rank. They're not even D1, but I said it, so whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's go now to just a quick thing I wanted to say about how stupid the transition ban is real quick. Sure. Um, why the hell can't Bellarmine be in the tournament until 2026? I don't know. How's it different for some people and not others? I don't know, but my question, really, is really? why do I have a Michigan State fan in my replies complaining like, won't you come back to me when it actually keeps the team out of a tournament? That's not the point. I mean, it's not. <laughs> oh, right. my God. The point is, what is the effing point going to Bellarmine right now? They can't be in the tournament until 2026. If you're a freshman, you're not going to be playing there in 2026. What is the yeah. point in them switching from D2 where they can win a title every single year and then switching to D1 and then boom? Yeah. I'm like, I understand why it's implemented. I think do it for a year. Four or five years is way too many. It's absurd. Yeah. Merrimack should have already been in the NCAA tournament by now, won the Northeast Conference. They right. can't be in. Probably not until right. 2024, I don't think, at this point, because of when they entered. So, great. I, I love the assemblies outdoing themselves with all these stupid-ass rules. What a <laughs> joke. All right, let's go now as we're trying to move quickly. It's I was already better. 508, so let's go. Yeah. All right. The coaching carousel has nothing to do with March Madness, but I find it slightly interesting. The openings right now, Boston College, Penn State, Fordham, and New Mexico. Other openings that not many people are talking about. You have Albany, Denver, Northern Illinois just hired Arizona State assistant Rashawn Burno, and then Portland, Tennessee Martin, Texas State, UC Riverside, and University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, I think is how that's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. 
Um, so the potential openings, as listed here on ESPN from Jeff Borzello, DePaul, Iowa State, South Carolina, Frank Martin, he's there, Minnesota, Richard Pitino, Arizona, Sean Miller, I put comma, fat cheater, Kansas State, Bruce Weber, Miami, Jim Laranega, Indiana, Archie Miller, and Utah, Larry Chris Kowiak. Your thoughts? I think it happens every year. Uh, a lot of coaches get fired, not doing their job. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, you have a guy there four years. I guess that's enough time to figure it out. Uh, would Brad Underwood have got fired if he didn't turn Illinois around in four years? No, know. probably so, not. But uh, Indiana is a hard place to coach at, so Archie Miller is probably gone. There's a lot of talent there, too, and it's being wasted. Yeah, I agree. Hofstra from deep, 5-2, here we go. Yeah. My boys, uh, all right. Uh, Other, like this article also says they'd be surprised if Notre Dame, Vanderbilt, Marquette, Washington, Oregon State, Northwestern, South Florida, SMU, Stanford, George Washington opened. Be surprising. My point from that is uh, Vanderbilt should fire Stackhouse because he's a moron and can't coach. (laughs) Yeah. Um, three more to keep an eye on George Mason, Indiana state, Illinois state Lansing did get fired by Indiana state, which is a huge mistake. You're in freaking Terre Haute, Indiana. Why are you getting so picky? They've been and towards the top of the Missouri yeah, Valley they've been for in four the top years. four every season, right? Like what, what do they want? I know it's ridiculous. You're in Terre Haute, Indiana. Nobody wants to coach there. <laughs> they should rehire him. Honestly, um, maybe Archie Miller will go to Indiana state. Hmm. I don't know. I think I'd want to run from Indiana after I got fired from Indiana. I don't know. Go to Indiana State and just dominate. How'd that make him feel? So here's something that's really interesting that I find. Big names to watch. Eric Musselman, Arkansas, who we said. If Minnesota opens, Musselman will likely be one of the first calls. He grew up in Minneapolis and his father, Bill, coach both the Gophers and Timberwolves. The question is whether Minnesota could offer enough money to get Musselman to leave what he's building in Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Mm. How the hell do you say that? Fayetteville. You're right. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't want him in the Big Ten. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. What he did in Nevada and now what he's already doing in Arkansas, the Arkansas. fact that they're, they're a top 10 last week AP poll team already. Yeah, that's, that's impressive because Arkansas was in the bottom for years. So, I know the SEC does have some weak points this year with Kentucky not being as good. And really the only consistent team other than Arkansas in conference play was Alabama. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, Another one, Richard Pitino. As mentioned, Pitino's future in the Twin Cities is tenuous. Could he pursue another job on his own, question mark? He's been linked to New Mexico a bit since it opened, and it wouldn't be a surprise to see him sniff around Boston College. Mm-hmm. He'll get another opportunity. I mean, he's yeah, been terrible. I think so. uh, this is another interesting it's one. It's hard Nate to bring Oates. kids to Minnesota. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Who wants In to go state up there? Uh, Nate Oates, Alabama. I'm only including Oates to mention that he likely shouldn't be listed as a candidate for any job that opens, even if it's Indiana or Arizona. His new contract in February set his buyout north of $12 million. Alabama, why would he leave? He's yeah, got exactly. That's what they studs say. coming in. They're good now. There's no reason to. Alabama's got a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Hurley. He's been linked, uh, listed as a potential candidate at Boston College, and it's also likely that DePaul will reach out 
to him to gauge interest yet, no. Uh, the Sun Devils have struggled this season, but he's done a terrific job getting talent to Tempe and would have made his fourth NCAA tournament, third straight, had the plug not been pulled in 2020. I think Hurley's a great coach. Um, he's been a really good recruiter. I think he's a player's coach. Mm-hmm. I love watching him yell on the sideline. But <laughs> he had a chance to go to St. John's, and he didn't want to. And that's where he's from. He's from that area. So I don't think he's going to leave. Yeah. Especially go to DePaul. No. I wouldn't even coach them if they offered me like $6 million. <laughs> and I can't coach, and I could use some money from some them, money. and I wouldn't do it. Uh, Frank Martin, South Carolina. New Mexico likely won't happen, but Martin could Martin try to get involved in DePaul or Boston College? Question mark. The Miami native would also be a logic, logical candidate should the Hurricanes job open. So, So it's interesting because he left Kansas State to go to South Carolina, right? He wasn't fired. And then, so Bruce Weber took a spot. So both of them are going to get that the axe the same year? Or is he looking to move on? I think both of them would more so be a moving on situation. Okay. Uh, Frank Martin's a good coach. Bruce Weber might retire. Frank Martin made it to the final four a few years ago. He did. So With did Bruce Darius Thornwell. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they made it to the final I four. I think they were lead eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Boynton. No way he's leaving Oklahoma State. Should South Carolina open, Boynton will be the candidate immediately linked to the job. He played there in the early 2000s and also spent five seasons in Columbia. As an assistant coach, he's headed to the NCAA tournament this season and also has the likely number one draft pick in Cade Cunningham. No way he's leaving. Mid-major names, uh, I'll just go over the one here, which is Porter Moser from Loyola Chicago. No mid-major coach in this list will be able to watch Moser's resume. Over the past four years, the Ramblers went to the Final Four in 2018, won the Missouri Valley in 2019, and again this year. Uh, he was pursued by St. John's a couple years ago, but ultimately decided to stay at Loyola. He's in a great spot right now, so he can Loves be selective with the he? jobs. Yeah, with the jobs he does chase. I'd imagine he would be very interested in DePaul or Minnesota if either opens. I would never leave Loyola Chicago for DePaul. Yeah, I, Minnesota I'm- maybe. The way he talks, he loves it there. So yeah, I mean, I- but he is losing. I guess yeah. Crutwood could could come back for another year, but he'd be losing his best player he's ever coached, probably. Yeah, true, true. All right, this will take forever, so we're just going to not go over the rest. There's a lot of mid-major <laughs> names to talk about that are happening. Well, we'll go over these at the end real quick. Uh, John Beeline could be getting it back in. Thod Mata could be getting back in. Wow. Uh, maybe Penn State. John Thompson the third led – uh, Georgetown to eight Georgetown, yeah. tournament appearances, final four in 07. So maybe he gets back in. Tim Miles, former Nebraska coach, New Mexico. He's a, he's a candidate there. So hmm. we'll see. Um, another thing in the Fordham, Pat Shavers could be getting back into coaching at Fordham. Something to keep an eye on, possibly. Um, that's enough with the boring coaching stuff. <laughs> Storyline of the week. <clears throat> Do you have one? Because I forgot to put one. Yeah, I, my, I, I did put one down. Um, just uh, injuries going into the conference tournament and into the NCAA tournament and how they're going to affect teams. Uh, you already mentioned Wee's camp. Uh, Brooks from Michigan went down, and Villanova is really hurting with Gillespie and Moore down. Um, I, it, you know, going in like you, you try, try to stay healthy all season, and then you get down to the nitty gritty and and teams start getting hurt and injuries and they got to find a way to work through that. So I, you know, that's, that's my big thing. I think. 
Like I said, I forgot to put one, so we'll just move on. I think yours would be uh, you already complained about it, NCAA not letting people in. So, <laughs> sure, why not? Um, <laughs> upset of the week. What do you got? I got uh, Florida State, my team that I picked to win, uh, just got trounced by Notre Dame. They were not good that game. Um, I think that so, could be good for them in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Doesn't everybody say losses are learning things? I know Jawan Howard says it every time he loses. So, yeah. I think a lot. Oh, yeah. I dropped that a long time ago. Anyway, my upset of the week is in the conference tournament realm, which is UMass Lowell taking mm-hmm. down one seeded UMBC in the semifinal of the America East tournament. Now, the, the storyline for this, and if I want to make a storyline of the week, it'd be this. Um, what is the deal? With the America East, their two best teams, UMBC and Vermont, didn't play for like 10 days leading up to their games. And then they both lose in the semifinal. It's weird. Who set them, that up? I don't, them and the Mountain West trying to screw their teams over. And their Sounds like the Big Ten. The Big Ten didn't go to that extent, but you know, I'm not. I'm a little bit surprised they didn't, to be honest. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, let's see uh, award picks. So we'll go a little National Player of the Year, a um, little uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, all that stuff. What do you got with that? Um, skipped stuff. So here we go. We'll uh-huh. circle back. Obviously, National Player of the Year. Um, obviously, my uh, my pod. Talking has been pretty heavily on the line eye today. And I'm going to go with the best guard in the country in Io DeSumo for National Player of the Year. First guy in 11 years to average 20.6 rebounds, five assists. Uh, really worked on the shot. Uh, his three, he's shooting 47 percent from three. What happened? Elon just tied the game up 11 11. I want Hofstra <laughs> to be pulling away here. Come on, let's go. So yeah, I'm going with Io Desumu. Uh Call me a homer, call me whatever you want. Uh, that's who I'm going with. I am going with Io Desumu. You uh, are? Yeah. Uh, wow. I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he should win it. Yeah. Uh, you can just see. I mean, in Big Ten play, he was much better than Garza was. Yeah, he won't even um, win the Big Ten Player of yeah, the Year. Yeah, exactly. Which, it's it's ridiculous. It should be sucks. Co if it's going to be anything. Right. Um, but he. First of all, he was on the team that had the best record in the Big Ten. I don't give a damn who won the title. Who cares? Yeah, right. They went 16 and 4 in the Big Ten. That should be enough to win a title in itself. Unless the team went 20. No. Did they? No. They went 14 and 3. Are they <laughs> acting like they're the best team ever and they won the Big Ten? Oh my God. Congrats. Oh my God. Oh my God. COVID season. Nobody cares. Wait you want to win this title, you losers. Wait, hold that sign up. Anyway, yeah. So I'll go with him as well. Uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, I think we're probably picking the same guy on this. Better be. Davion Mitchell. You're damn right. The best <laughs> on-ball defending guard in the country. It's not even close. Yep. And if he doesn't win National Player of the Year, not only will there be a, an outrage and uh, some things that I will say on this very show probably, it could be like, oh, my God, uh, Michigan lost to a 16 seed. The storyline would be Davion Mitchell not winning National Defensive Player of the Year. So that's what where I'm at on that. So he has to win. If he doesn't win, it's probably going to be Mark Vidal, which I guess I'm okay with, but I would still go with Davion Mitchell. Coach I, of the Year. Coach of the year. Uh, I'm going with a guy that we've been talking about a little bit, uh, Porter Moser for Loyola Chicago. Um, I think that, you know, he, he took the team and two years ago to the final four 
He has really turned Loyola Chicago into something great. It reminds me kind of Gonzaga, you know, years ago when they were the Cinderella. Loyola is kind of turning that page. Um, and, you know, they're, they're really good defensively, like you've said. Um, they rank 10 in the net, but I think he's done a heck of a job with Loyola. And despite the fact that I just trashed Michigan, I'm going to go with Juwan Howard for coach of the year. Uh, you know, in the Big Ten, conference matters a lot here. I, I think if it, if it's not going to be him, it's going to be Scott Drew or Mark Few. Yeah. Which are confusing names. I'm surprised I got them right in the first <laughs> try. Um, but I, I just think that the expectations versus the actual outcome – is what factors in here, and nobody thought Michigan would be a top three team in the Big Ten, and they ended up quote unquote winning it, right? Yeah. So, nope. and I a think big time a asterisk thing. next to this title, though I'll tell you yeah. that when it says twenty twenty one Big Ten regular season, Michigan asterisk asterisk. <laughs> yeah, suck on that, Wolverine fans. I like a lot of them, but some of them are just so like some of them that I was they're messing with on Twitter understood the other ones were just getting mad about it obnoxious old men is what they are ant Wright's a good guy i mean he's a former player but he's still a michigan fan but good guy i like him a lot salty earth really if you come down soon uh team of the week uh no surprise here i'm going with illinois (laughs) Um, i mean it's really you can't argue against it right uh wins at michigan and ohio state uh they've they they're on i think they've won 13 of their last 14 or 12 of their last 13 or something like that. I think it was like 11 of 12 or something. (laughs) Um, And not only did they win on the road, uh, they beat Michigan by 23 without Io DeSumo. And then they held off Ohio State. Io came back for that game, mask and all, and uh, closed the game out for them. So, uh, and secured a one seed, maybe. Who knows? Well, if you have a road win over number two and a road win over number seven last week, I think you got to give them the, yeah. the the team of the week. I don't really think it's debatable. Uh, player of the week, did we go with the same guy for this? I'm sure we did. I think we did. Uh, Macy Oteague. Yeah. Uh, he was unbelievable yesterday against Texas Tech. Had 35 points. Uh, game before that against Oklahoma State, he had 19. He shot 66% from three against Oklahoma State. 83.3 yesterday against Texas 10 for Tech. 12, 10 threes in a college game. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive numbers. And the craziest thing is that he's not even the second or first best guard on Baylor. So that's True. how good the Bears are. Uh, games of the nice, week. Nice little hitch. The occasional hitch, yes. <laughs> uh, games of the week. This is just kind of a – you know, discussing what we could see happening or, you know, games tonight. Every game tonight is a game of the week because they're all conference tournament games. They're all important. So we'll start here. Right now we have Elon and Hofstra going uh, head-to-head in the Colonial Athletic Association Conference Championship semifinal. I nailed that. Uh, Milwaukee, Cleveland State, Northern Kentucky, Oakland are two games tonight that are uh, semifinals in the horizon. You have semifinals in the Summit League, Oral Roberts, South Dakota State, North Dakota State, South Dakota. You have semifinals in the Colonial Athletic, like I just said, Elon Hofstra, then Drexel Northeastern later. Then you have two championship games tonight. You have App State, Georgia State in the Sun Belt. Then you have Mercer and UNC Greensboro in the SOCON, and then other semifinal games tonight, St. Mary's Gonzaga, Pepperdine, BYU. What's the game you're looking forward to most tonight? 
Uh, honestly, I'm going to go with Gonzaga. I just want to, you know, I want them to come out. I want them to win by 30 and just kind of quiet the crowd. This is a game where they can shut up all the people on Facebook exactly. and Twitter and the people that don't think that they're the best of the best. So, <laughs> idiots. Um, Definitely mine. The the best game tonight is Mercer, UNC Greensboro, for my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go with that one. I think that that's uh, about as good of a game as there is tonight because some of the other games are just like Ryder and Canisius. Who gives a shit? I mean, seriously. Um, yeah. I True didn't guess there. So, uh, anyway. I Tomorrow, what are you looking forward to? Some uh, scheduled games tomorrow, and uh, you know, Mount St. Mary's Bryant's got to be the game, right? Yes, that is the one that matters. I mean, I think we got like a thousand bucks on it, don't we? Me and you, sure, head to head bet. <laughs> uh, that's a good game, I would say. Um, I mean, I'm looking to see how Duke plays just because they're in a situation where they're not a top three or four seed in the conference. They're playing on a Tuesday afternoon, which is really all you need to know about how their season went and where they're at on this. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's only the, there's a few conference championship games, I think tomorrow, but they're not all listed because you don't have the results for the semifinals from tonight. So, right. Yeah. It's hard. hard Iona, Iona will play tomorrow at four central. So that'll be interesting to see Uh, Wednesday, the games we have scheduled. um, Big 10 tournament starts Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, the best game on Wednesday for my money is if Iona beats, if Iona wins against uh, Quinnipiac tomorrow, (laughs) them versus Siena on Wednesday would be the top game, I think. Uh, But other than that, I mean, you have the semifinals in the Patriot. You have uh, Bucknell and Colgate, and then uh, the other one that I'm forgetting. Loyola, Maryland, and Army West Point is the other game. So, mm-hmm. what are you looking at? DePaul, Providence? Yeah. Big DePaul guy. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that uh, Syracuse would be a good game. Um, they play NC State. We'll see if Syracuse can do anything. They can steal a bed. Yeah. Um, and then Xavier, <laughs> the one that everybody thinks is bubbling. Um, or in uh, maybe that maybe they don't get past Butler first round. Let me see who does Duke play if they win. Duke plays Louisville, so Duke Louisville will be a good rematch that matchup would be a on, good game. on that day. So uh, Thursday games that are scheduled: uh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, by far the best game. I mean Texas Tech, Texas is good, but at ten thirty a.m. Central Standard Time, Oklahoma State, West Virginia game. As good as it gets. And then you have an 11, a, 11 a.m. Villanova game, 11 a.m. Virginia game. You got 10.30 a.m. Michigan State-Maryland game. Um, you also have 10 a.m. Ball State-Toledo. <laughs> this is going to be basketball. an insane day. I mean, holy smokes. What a day. Look how many games there are on Thursday. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's amazing. It literally starts at 10 a.m. our time, and it will end yeah. at approximately 12.30. Our time. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a day Texas, where I don't do anything. Texas. Yep. 8.30 game, just an unreal day. Um, and it, it gets even better. You got Michigan plays at 10.30 on Friday in the Big Ten tournament. You got Alabama playing at 11 a.m. Yep. You got uh, a, a later – the night games, Illinois, Iowa. Both those teams will play afternoon. You'll have Purdue playing. You'll have Arkansas playing at 6 o'clock. You'll have Houston playing at 6 o'clock. You'll have LSU at 8.30. You'll have Grand Canyon at 7. 
Um, and then Saturday you have big games in the championship, you know, the big 12 championship and all those games on Saturday. So it's going to be a fun week. Uh, one of the best weeks there is. And then we'll be back next Monday. Also somebody's birthday this week. So it even makes it better. Yeah. It, right. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, you still got four days. Calm down. Yeah. No, no, this is all going to get canceled. It Don't might. want it all to get canceled. <laughs> Uh, so do we have McVick's picks this week? Or I not? forgot to text him. That's on me. Yeah, we'll you just wanna, uh, you do some picks. Yeah, we'll make our own picks real quick, and I'll write these down so we know tonight. We'll go uh, head to head on these. I got to pick up this blue pin though. So. All right, let's see who we got. Oh, lines. What? Basketball. Trying to look it up. All right, I'm gonna we're write going down to... on this note card our picks for the night. All right, I'm going off Bet Rivers. Um, Bet maybe, Rivers Sportsbook. Maybe they can sponsor us. They you, gambling is legal on Bet Rivers, Illinois. You cannot bet on Illinois teams, though. You want to pick every game tonight that hasn't started? We can. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Milwaukee, Cleveland State. Cleveland State's a four and a half point favorite. Um, I'll take Cleveland State. I'll take Cleveland State also. Okay. Oral awesome. Roberts, South Dakota State. Uh, South Dakota State's minus four. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Oral Roberts plus four. Isn't it South Dakota State your team? I know, but I like Oral Roberts a lot, and I was hoping that they okay. would get picked off. <laughs> All right. Plus four. Same. Same. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Georgia State is a seven and a half point favorite over Appalachian State. Um, I'm going Georgia State. Appalachian State's. Awful. Did you see him play last night? I'm going to take Appalachian State plus seven because <laughs> I think they can at least turn it into a defensive game, low scoring like the game was last night to where it's a closer game than it should be. Gotcha. You ready for the next one? Yeah. UNC Greensboro, uh, five and a half point favorite over Mercer. Yeah, I'll take them. I'll take UNCG. I'll take Mercer. Uh, should we take the same teams? <laughs> It doesn't I'll, I'll take UNCG. <laughs> we've, we've taken the same teams in every game except for App State. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kinesius is a six-point favorite over Ryder. <laughs> I'll take Ryder plus the six. Yeah, let's do it. Let me write these down real quick. Hang on. I thought you were writing them Yeah, down. but I want to get all the matchups down so I can just make my pick when you say it. Oh. I just have one more after this one here. And then the last game, what's the last game in the West Coast? BYU Pepperdine. Yep. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. Zags or our 18.5 point favorite over St. Mary's. Hmm, I'm going to take St. Mary's to come in. I agree. I agree. 18.5 is a ton for a semifinal. <laughs> uh, Oakland is, uh, well, North Ken- Northern sec. Kentucky. Wait a second. Yeah, wait a second. What? If Gonzaga played like. I'm trying to think who would be a good team to pick here. If Gonzaga played like uh Indiana. I'm trying to think of uh what am I what am I doing? I'm losing my train of thought. Maryland. <laughs> if Gonzaga played Portland, uh-huh. who went 0-11 in the West Coast Conference in the semifinal, what would the favorite be? Like 35? 30, I'd say yeah, 30, 30 something. Jeez, I mean 18 and a half's insane. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh Oakland. I guess Northern Kentucky's a two-point favorite over Oakland. I don't know why it's backwards. It is. Uh, I know Oakland like had a good start of the season. Like they 
almost beat Michigan State. They took Michigan to overtime, but I like Northern Kentucky a lot. What was the line on that? Minus two. Minus two Northern Kentucky? Yep. Yeah, I'll take them. Okay. What are you um, taking? Same. Right. We're doing the same. <laughs> uh, Northeastern is a one-point favorite over Drexel, so basically a pick them. I'm going to go with Northeastern. I'm taking Drexel. Okay, fine. We won't take the same. I, I can feel the upsets in the Colonial coming. Uh, North Dakota State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over South Dakota. I'm going to take North Dakota State. Three-and-a-half points. Okay, what? who are they playing? I forgot to write this South one down. Dakota. North Dakota State versus South Dakota. What's the line? Minus three-and-a-half. I'll take uh, North Dakota State, the Bison. Uh, Four-point lead for Elon. What the hell's going on with Hostra? Come on. <laughs> And the last game of the night, BYU is an eight-point favorite over Pepperdine. I'll take BYU. Too good defensively. I agree. Those are our picks. I'll see how we do tonight. And we'll go from there. Uh, Next Monday, I believe, we will have a bracket in our hands. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting how the show goes. But Well, it's going to be a longer distance, right? So... We'll see what we can Worse do. internet, probably. Way worse internet. But I'll tell you right now, this one took an hour 30. Next week might be three hours. So well, see, I don't know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> it's obviously an over-exaggeration. Uh, anyway. Special guest next week. If you love the game, you'll do it. But anyway, um, yeah. all right. We will be back next Monday with a bracket. Breaking it all down, we'll be doing all that. And uh, it should be fun because this is going to be our first show with a real bracket. Last year we made a fake one, picked Delroy to win the title. Everyone probably was bitching about that. Don't care. And uh, go Gonzaga tonight. Let's take one home. Corey Kisper dropped 30. Go Zag. Shut up all the haters that don't watch you play. And we'll <laughs> see you next Monday with Gonzaga being the number one overall seed. Goodbye. Later.